Hello, and welcome to the Life Vineyard Church podcast. This week, we begin a new series called Curious, an open invitation to anyone who is curious about exploring the Christian faith. In this episode, we discover the many names of God and explore the intimate nature of the relationship with Him that we are called into. Well, welcome to Life in Your Church. Um, as Rach said, my name is David, and I'm one of the pastors here. Um, if this is your first time with us, um, it's just really lovely to have you along. And I hope you're having a wonderful morning um, and getting to know a few people. Um, it's also, as we've said, a great time for you to come because we are starting this new series called Curious. Um, and you might be here because you are curious. Now, whether you've come because it's the Curious series or whether you've come because somebody's invited you in, you're actually here and you're thinking, well, this is a little bit curious. Um, I don't know why, why you might be here, but... Um, it's just, you're very welcome, and I, I really hope and pray over the next few weeks that you really discover something more about God, about what he, who he is and, and what he has for your life. So this next month, we're going to look through a few different things. So we're going to look at who Jesus is, if you're curious about Jesus, and we're going to look at what faith is all about. We're going to think around about what do, how do we understand the chaos all around us? You know, because we live in quite an interesting world at the moment. But today we're going to start with just curious about God. When I was 17, um, I started my um, faith journey of exploring, you know, who God is and, and what it's all about. And um, I'd been brought up in a family that really didn't talk about faith. You know, we, we weren't anti-faith, but it just was never on the agenda. We just never really spoke about it. My only contact with church was that annual trip to church, usually kind of the annual um, harvest festival, you know, that sort of trip. And um, that's my only contact with church up until the age of 17. And um, I was completely ignorant of faith of any type. Then one day I walked into um, my sixth form common room and um, there were these luminous yellowy-orange posters on the wall and um, it said, God heals today. And I, I remember kind of just thinking, that can't be true. <laughs> that just can't be true. Um, but I was curious. So I went along on the Thursday um, to listen and to heckle. And I did heckle. And, um, and that was really the start, the start of me wondering whether there's something more beyond what I see and what I've experienced. So fast forward a year or so, and I prayed my first ever prayer. God, if you're real, prove it. God, if you're real, prove it. Um, such a curious prayer, isn't it? You know, it's like, okay, God, you know, you may be real, you may not be real. I'm not really sure. I don't know who you are. don't know anything about you. But if you are, if you do exist and you are out there, well, then prove it to me. It's just a great prayer. And God loves that prayer. The truth is, if you've come this morning kind of expecting me to stand up here and give you this articulate sort of um, argument for the existence of God, you're going to be disappointed. You know, I think over all of the years that kind of I've been leading the church and um, talking about faith, I don't think I've ever heard anybody argue somebody into belief. It's just not possible. There isn't an eloquent, good enough argument for the existence of God or might I say the, that God doesn't exist? 
You know, so really this morning isn't about trying to prove to you, but it's trying to tell you who God is. I want to help you to understand who God is and what he's like. And you, maybe you're here and you're a Christian, a follower of Jesus, and you know, faith isn't quite what you expected. And so you have questions too. Maybe different questions, but equally as valid. So I'm not going to deep dive into theology or reasoning, but rather I'm going to look at what's surprising about God. Some of the things I've discovered, some of the things the Bible tells us that is surprising about God. In the Bible, there are many names that describe the character and the activity of God. So I'm going to share a few of them. Some of these are obvious. You know, if you think about God, you'll just think about these things. Others may be a little bit of a surprise. Jehovah, I'm going to make the, do my best effort. So if you're a Hebrew scholar, or <laughs> don't tell me I've said it wrong, because I will have said it wrong. Jehovah Kadosh, the Holy One. El Olam, the Eternal God. Jehovah, the Lord, the Eternal One. Jehovah Elyon, the Lord Most High. Jehovah Hosinu, the Lord our Maker. You know, I think when you say all of those things, I think if you've been thinking about God at all, or even kind of what you imagine about God, you'll imagine some of those names. You know, that the God is powerful. Well, he's God, isn't he? He's bound to be powerful. That he's eternal, he's kind of existed beyond time, uh, and he's holy. You know, that's not a surprise, is it? It's not a surprise that we describe God in those ways, that the Bible describes God in those ways. However, for all of those names, all of those names about his sovereignty, his power, his position, the God of all things, the creator of all things, it is some of the other names of God that I want to look at today. You see, when I was curious about God, it wasn't the big things of God that made the difference. You know, it wasn't kind of how amazing he was, although that was fascinating. It was actually the personal stuff that helped me see God and see that he was real. It's those things, the personal, the smaller things, that was very different from the God that I imagined. See, I imagined a God that was a bit distant. You know, he was overseeing creation, you know, some sort of like super high manager that was, you know, looking after all the different workings of the universe, but maybe not interested in my life, in me. And I was very wrong when I came to know God. So the first name I want us to look at this morning is, I think this is how you say, El Rui, the God who sees, the God who sees. The God who sees me and who sees you. Let me tell you about that first prayer. God, if you're real, prove it. Six months after praying that prayer, I went off to university here in Newcastle. And um, I remember going into my halls of residence and there were little boxes with three drawers, a bed, a sink, a desk and a wardrobe. And, and that was it. Tiny little things. And, um, and so I thought, well, you know, I'm going to make my room look a bit tidy, so I'll, I'll start to sort my stuff out. And I opened the top drawer and found a Bible. It was something, it looked a little bit like this, a little turquoise blue Bible that was in the top drawer of, my, of those three drawers. 
and opened the second drawer, found a second Bible. Opened the third drawer, where you can guess what I found in there. Thought, okay, I'm, this is a bit weird. I'm going to go to the wardrobe. Open the wardrobe. You've guessed it, a fourth Bible. I was like, I need a cup of tea. This is a bit freaky. So I walked out of my halls straight into a student who gave me a flyer. And the flyer was for the Christian Union for a talk on the Friday that was entitled, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And it was all about Jesus. And in that moment, I heard a little whisper. Is that enough proof for you, David? Is that enough proof for you? But what was so amazing about that moment in my halls that actually has defined the whole of my faith and trust in God, my trust in Jesus, is that God saw me. He saw me. The God who sees saw me. You know, I think we can often imagine that God would be cross with a question like, God, if you real, prove it. You know, that he would be offended. Like, why do I need to prove myself to you? Or stand in judgment or keep his distance. But that was not my experience. See, my experience was that God saw me. He saw my curiosity. He heard that prayer. And he responded personally to me in a way that I would understand, in a way that I would see. There's another name of God, Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. The Lord is present. And that was my experience of God. He saw me. He heard me. And he was present. You know, over the years as a follower of Jesus, as a Christian, I have come to understand that God is kind of one God, but in three persons. Father, Son, that's Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. One God manifest in three persons. And Jesus says this, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. You know, if you're curious about God, about the Christian faith, then it's really important to understand that the word God refers to the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All the same in character and divinity, in power and authority, but different in their roles. I say that just to make the point that if you're curious about God, by default you need to be curious about Jesus. Because Jesus is God alongside the Father and the Spirit. So what we see Jesus do, how we see Jesus respond, is how God responds. So next week, John is going to look at Curious About Jesus. So I'd really encourage you to come along to that. But let's see how God responds, how Jesus responds to, the very, to a person on the very margins of society. We're going to look at Mark 10. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, I nearly said it right, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Thrown his cloak to one side. 
he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. So the Bible in which um, this story is recounted, we as Christians believe is the word of God. We believe it is holy, powerful, and true. That they are not just true stories that are recorded in a history book, but they're chosen by God, capturing who God is, what matters to God, and more. And in this passage, we read that the blind, this blind man was Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus. You know, I was thinking about this. It would have been so easy for God to inspire the author to simply write blind man. Do you know it's just blind man? Why do we need to know it's Bartimaeus? But not only did God see him, but he knew his name. But not only that, he knew the meaning of his name. This person just wasn't an invisible beggar that God just happened to come across. He was a person of importance, a person that was known and known by name. You are known by name. No matter how invisible you might feel, how broken you might feel, or even how significant you might feel, God knows you by name, and he sees you. The story goes on. Bartimaeus calls out to Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Okay, a quick little note. Calling Jesus the son of David was massively significant. It is a messianic, a messianic title. When people referred to Jesus as the son of David, they meant that he was the long-awaited deliverer, the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies, that he was divine. So here is Bartimaeus calling out to Jesus, the Messiah, to God, and the crowd tell him to be quiet because the crowd see him as insignificant, as, as invisible, as just this irritant. But he keeps shouting. And then we have this amazing phrase. Jesus stopped. God stopped. Jehovah Kadosh, Holy One. El Olam, the Eternal God. El Shaddai, God, the All-Powerful. Jehovah, the Lord, the Eternal One. Jehovah Elion, the Lord Most High. Jehovah Hassanu, the Lord, our Maker, stopped. For a blind man named Bartimaeus, meaning son of Timaeus. You know, maybe you're here today and you are curious. Or maybe you're here today and you're convinced about God. But I think we're all here needing, wanting, hoping the creator of all things, the God of the universe, might see us and might stop. Well, God does see you and he will stop if you call his name and ask him. If we call out, God, God, please stop. Please be in my life. God stops. The truth is he already sees you. He is already present. He already knows your name. But he is waiting for an invitation. The call to stop and interact with your life. 
My call was, God, if you are real, prove it. And underneath that was, do you see me? Can I have what these people have? These Christians. Can you love me too? You know, maybe your call is different. You know, maybe it is, can you support me? Can you love me? You know, can you, you fill in the blank. Well, God sees you. He does. He does see you. You know, he might be all the things you expect God to be. But he's also the God who sees us. Who sees you. You know, maybe you're here and you are curious. Well, God sees that curiosity too. And I believe you're here for a reason. But maybe you, your call to God, the cry of your heart is, God, please help me. Well, I have some good news for you, because not only is God called El Roya, or Ru, however you pronounce it, the God who sees, he is also called Jehovah Ezri, the Lord my helper. Let's pick up the story in Mark 10. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Okay, here is the game changer when it comes to knowing God. Most people's first impressions of God, their thoughts about God, is that we must do stuff for him. Religion. You know, a set of rules, or behaviors and practices that we must follow to please God. Many, words, many world faiths are based on that foundation that we have to be good enough to be liked by God. To take, for God to take notice of us. But the Christian faith is different. God is different. You see, he doesn't start with what we must do for him. Rather, he starts with this question. What would you like me to do for you? What would you like me to do for you? Jehovah Kadosh, the Holy One. El Olam, the Eternal God. El Shaddai, God, the All-Powerful. Jehovah, the Lord, the Eternal One. Jehovah Elyon, the Lord Most High. Jehovah Hasenu, the Lord our Maker. He sees you, he stops when you call him. And he asks you this question, what do you want me to do for you? Jehovah Ezri, the Lord my helper. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is your helper. What would you like him to do for you? Do you find that remarkable? That the God of all creation, he sees you, he knows your name, and the first thing he says to you is, what would you like me to do for you? You know, maybe you are here, or maybe you're listening at home, curious about God, because you need God's help. Life is tough, it's complicated. You just can't do it on your own. And so you've been asking these questions. Is there a God, and does he care about me and my situation? Well, I'm here today to tell you that he sees you. And that he does care. He sees you in the crowd. He sees you in this room. He sees you when you're out and about. When you're at work or when you're at home. 
when you're looking after the kids, or when you're taking a walk with all of the weight of the world on your shoulders. He sees you. What do you want me to do for you? Is a question that he's always asking. So what's your answer? What's your answer to the God who sees you, that knows you by name, that knows everything about you, that's willing to stop if you ask him? What's your answer to that question? What do you want Jesus, what do you want God to do for you today? Just take a moment to think about that question. Maybe ask God in this moment what you would like him to do for you. Maybe there's something really specific Maybe it's just a general thing that you just need some help. Or maybe life's all right, but you just want God in your life. What would you like him to do for you? In a couple of minutes, we are going to create some space to pray for those things. You know, some of you may have specific things that you would just like somebody to pray with you about. And so we're going to create space for that to happen. But let me finish. You know, I think in reality, we're all curious about God. I've actually not met anybody who deep down isn't a little bit curious about God. Whether we're not a Christian or whether we've been Christians for five minutes, five years or 50 years, there is always more to understand and experience with God. You know, what is clear is that God is, he is all we imagine all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, but he is also so much more than people who don't know him can imagine. He is the God who sees, who sees you and me, and he is a God who is present, who just loves to stop and help. But more than that, God through Jesus is Jehovah Hoshea, The God who saves. Who wants to be in our lives for all eternity. So before we pray about the stuff that we'd like him to do for us, I want to give those of you who have never invited God, invited Jesus into your life, or maybe those of you who have drifted away from God over the last season of your life, to either invite Jesus into your life for the first time, or for the first time in a while. God through the Son Jesus wants to give you life to the fullest for all eternity. You know, if today you've heard about God, maybe some surprising things about God, and you'd like to take that first step of opening the door of your heart to Jesus, then I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. It should come up on the screens as part of my PowerPoint. It's a simple little prayer. I'm going to pray it. Should we all close our eyes? Let's just pray this. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask you for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Saviour. Take control of my life and help me walk in your footsteps daily by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. Amen.
You know, this is the first step in the adventure of following Jesus and finding abundant life and fulfillment. You know, we'd love you to help you start well. And so please touch base with either myself or, or the guys who are hosting the service um, and, or any of the pastoral team. And they will love to give you a little New Believers pack um, that has a, a New Testament in and some other bits and pieces that will just really help you start out well with Jesus. But let's go back to that question. What would you like Jesus, what would you like God to do for you today? Shall we stand and pray? So if you're here and um, maybe you've not been to church for a while or not been to a church like this, what we're going to do now is we're just going to create space. Because, you know, God is a God who sees, he's a God who's present, he's a God who wants to help, and he's a God who wants to save and bring freedom and life. He's all of those things. And he has all the power in the whole universe to do that. So we want to create space for him to do that. Why would we not? And so that's what we're going to do now. I'm going to create a space, what we call ministry, where we pray for each other and invite the Holy Spirit to come and move. So I'm just going to pray a really simple little prayer. Come Holy Spirit. Come God and be present in this place. Put power on the words I've just spoken. Power on that truth that you see each and every person in this room not just see them but you know them you know them intimately whether they realize it or not so Holy Spirit just put power on that because it is an incredible truth no one is invisible no one is a mistake no one is beyond your love and your help We're all special, just like Bartimaeus. If you wrote about us in your word, it would be David, son of Lawrence. Because <laughs> he knows us all about us. So Holy Spirit, would you just fall on each and every person here and let that truth sink in. And if there are people here who don't know you, Lord, would you help them to understand and experience your presence? That they are seen and they are, they are loved. And that you stop for them whenever they ask. And now, Lord, would you come and be our helper? Holy Spirit, come. So in the presence of God, just lift up those requests to the Lord. You lift them up, whatever it is. You know, it might be that you need help with your finances. Lift them to the Lord. It might be that you need a job. It might be that there's a, a really difficult relationship. It, it might be that you just feel a little bit depressed and anxious. I don't know, it could be all manner of things. The Lord is present the Lord sees you and is here to help in his power. So just give it to the Lord. Lift it up. Lift it up.
lifted up in prayer. You don't have to have eloquent words. You don't even have to speak words. You can just think the words in your mind. Think the prayer in your mind. Just give it to him. And he promises to stop. He promises to stop for each and every one of you. So just give it to the Lord. Lift it up. And you might be here and you just you might just sense there's almost like a, a quiet that is just that just fills this space. Well that is the presence of the Lord. You know, that's real deep peace. That's the presence of the Lord. He is here. He is stopped. And he is listening to everything we say. Come, Holy Spirit, move in power. I felt the Lord um, just encourage me this morning um, as I was reading through my talk to pray for people who are sick, um, whatever that might be. And um, because he is the God who sees, he is the God who stops, and he is the God who helps, but he is also the healer. And, um, and so what, the way we're going to work it today, I'm just going to keep it dead simple, is if you are sick... Um, or ill, maybe that's an underlying health condition, maybe that's something that you've just found out about, maybe you're just feeling a bit under the weather. What I'd love you to do is maybe just pop your palms out in front of you like this. So just like that. And, and that, that just helps people to know um, that you want prayer. And then what we're going to do is if you're not receiving and you're a member of the church, just look around and just go. And, and if it's okay with the people who want prayer, we're just going to pop a hand on your shoulder and we're just going to pray healing. If you want to tell people what they're praying for healing for, that's great. But God knows because he sees. And so he, he can move in power whether we share about it or not. So we're just going to come, Holy Spirit. And church, if we can be looking around and moving towards people, that would be great. That would be great. You know, again, you might be here and you're thinking, what's all this about? This is a bit odd. Um, well, we, we believe we're a church family. And families love to help each other. And one of the ways we can help each other is by praying, inviting the presence of God and his healing to come upon people's lives. And that's all we're doing. We're just laying hand on the shoulder and we're just blessing what the God is doing. We're just speaking healing and restoration. Remember, we have authority, guys, to speak healing and restoration into people's lives. That's what we're doing. It's just dead simple. Just like Bartimaeus, what would you like me to do for you? I'd like to see. You know, Jesus is asking each of you, what would you like me to do for you? And it might be, well, I would like to be healed of this condition or that or this situation or this kind of whatever health issue it is. Jesus, what would you like me to do for you? Well, I want to be healed, just like Bartimaeus. So come, Holy Spirit.
So these guys are going to carry on praying for a little bit now. Um, but we kind of leave the service in this place of kind of ministry. So if you're not receiving prayer and you would like to, maybe you feel a bit nervous or a little bit kind of exposed, just to say I would like some prayer, then please come and grab one of us at the end of the service. We'd love to pray with you. We don't want you to go away. If you would like prayer, but just a bit nervous in this situation to do that, we'd love to pray with you. But we're going to let ministry just kind of roll on. This can take as long as it needs to take, so don't feel under any pressure. Um, but in the next few minutes, um, if you've got young people, I'm sure the teams would love to see you um, and for you to grab the kids. Um, and donuts and coffees and teas and stuff are going to be served shortly. So please stick around. Um, and if you would like a new Believers Pack, come and grab one from me. And um, yeah, please kind of love to chat and catch up. And see you next week for John's talk on Curious About Jesus. But please don't rush off if you're receiving. We've got loads of time just to keep praying.